Hello, this is Nathan Ray, and this is my guest, Jill Maria. Jill, do we know each other? We will very shortly. How did we get connected with each other? Well, a good friend of mine who is a rising writer and his own podcast, Josh Pentelaresco, he had posted how much he enjoyed his interview with you. And when I saw that you're Christian-based, I'm going through a lot of finding God again in my life. So I just really wanted to connect with you. Yeah. And this is literally the first time that we're talking to each other voice to voice. We've (laughs) sent each other a few text messages. And if I might be totally honest, this is like a totally new experience for me in terms of what I'm doing for the show. Because everyone who's come on before is someone that I've had at least one vocal conversation with. And so the fact that we're doing this and the fact that I'm having to make a connection on the fly is something that's very exciting and very terrifying for me. I I don't actually like talking to new people, if I might be honest. You know, I'm the same way with my magazine. I support the same people continuously and like to know them a little bit more before I really interview them. But, you know, I'm always somebody who poses new opportunities when I meet somebody. I'm a connector. And there's nobody in our community other than another gal I know named Jacqueline and uh, Tina that really talk about being Christian and what it means and God and all this beautiful thing that he gives us strength for. So that's why I wanted to connect with you. And speaking of God, how has God been working in your life over the last week? Over the last week, he's been a lot more present. I've been a lot more mentally thinking about him and Jesus and having them like in my daily life, you know, sometimes to get through the days, you know, we kind of just talk to our friends or whatnot or our family. And in certain cases like mine, I've got a different kind of lifestyle because I'm adopted. So I talk to God a lot and to myself and those who have passed that I know are watching over me. And they give me the strength to keep doing what I'm doing in my film career and also find my family, which happened in the last few weeks. I think he brought us all together in such a beautiful way. And I'll share that later. I would say that uh, the way that God has been working my life over the past week, a couple nights ago, I was searching for jobs, trying to find extra sources of income, spending way too much time staying up late, trying to find the right kind of positions. And at about two in the morning, my mom calls me up and she says, hey, I know that you've been wanting to explore post-secondary options for quite some time. I know that you're not planning on staying here in Edmonton for much longer. And so I think I've been able to find uh, the perfect avenue for you to do something like that. We had initially talked about doing online university before. There's an institution here called Athabasca University, which does distance learning online. I've looked into it. It looks pretty solid, but at the same time, it's also fairly expensive. But the option that my mom was suggesting for me is this post-secondary online institution called openuniversity.edu. And it's not only something that would 
allow me to get certifications that I need, but it also can be done for a slightly cheaper price. And so I'm still trying to figure out what the timeline for that looks like. I know that I'm going to be starting it relatively soon. The question is, how will I be able to get the money that I need in order to be able to do this? But this is the next part of the puzzle, and I'm interested in seeing how it all fits together. Speaking of puzzles, let's start with yours. What do you do? Oh, you know, I just live life, honestly. Uh, I'm an artist. Uh, I run a magazine as well that's independent and the sole owner of it. But I have a magazine partner, Lesia Bear and Jordan Gooden, and a lot of other people that I contract out to help do interviews, to video, to do the interviews. A nice loyal team that I pull from when I need them. I'm an actor and anyone lets me. Where did the idea for the magazine come from? That stemmed from wanting to find my own individuality in the industry here. I've been in the industry for about eight to you know 12 years as a makeup artist and doing hair and then got into actually doing acting and then fell in love with that, doing it solely, and then realized there was not enough marketing and media needed for the projects that I was being a part of that were indie. You know, I, I still work on indie projects all the time in Edmonton, and I go to BC to film. I'm in Calgary as well. I'm a traveling artist, and just it stemmed all from doing what I'm doing and learning my skills of promoting people and my adopted parents background in journalism that influenced me so it all just kind of came together with just a dream to help others while I'm trying to do my dream and where did the dream for acting come from well I was always like an awkward kid and shy and I did do drama throughout school but I never got uh, chosen for any of the for any of the roles for being in the theater plays, but I'd always like go anyway and support and love to do acting just within my childhood, being adopted, being different, posed a lot of issues. I've always gone to church. My background is Jewish and Orthodox Catholic from my Romanian side, but I grew up in Canada, Anglican. So I've always been in the church and singing and performing for stuff for that. So that's really how I got into it. The whole entertainment side, music from my adopted mom and going to church and singing. And what made you want to commit to that as a full-time career instead of just something fun that you did as a child? I didn't do it enough as a child, I'll tell you that. Um, I always wanted to do it more. I was kind of an awkward looking kid throughout high school and got made fun of a lot and wasn't like really a cool kid. (laughs) But it kind of stemmed from when I went to beauty school and my parents in Calgary had said, geez, Jill, like you need to get your life together. I was like 18, I guess at the time, didn't know what I want to do. And I'd always been good at doing massages and nails for my mom. (laughs) So um, she said, why don't you just do something artistic and do the trades? You don't have to go to college because I wasn't like that good in school and stuff. 
I did well in drama class though. I did do very well, but I just kind of went into aesthetics in school at Marvel College and then learned those skills. And then I kind of, that got all transferred when I met people and really connecting is what's got me to where I am. And I kind of pushed my life to do what I'm doing now. Lots of times I refuse to do a normal job that's nine to five that actually makes really good money. Like until you make it, you know, and you're like stable working as an actor, it's very hard to make money in this industry as well, you know? So there's always side jobs I had to do, but then I started my magazine and I kind of do that like full time. So I created my own path instead of just like, just one day I decided, okay, I want to be an actor and I'm going to do this and told my family and they were like, oh my God, Jill, it's not very reliable. And it still really isn't to this day, <laughs> but that's okay. I push my life to make it work, but it also is just coming to me from everything I've built now. So yeah, I do do it full time. So what do you define as the measure of success, either for yourself, for your magazine, or for your acting career? So for your personal life, success to me is being happy. And being happy means with none of the accolades or the money or whatever you have built or have. If you could take that away, are you happy just sitting with yourself, you know, and what you've done in life and your good relationship with God, if you have one, hopefully. And it's just, I think so long, like I haven't felt that I'm, I've made it and I'm successful and happy. And then when I found my family through the grace of God, through energy, thoughts, emotions, you know, finding them on Facebook, it's just, I feel like now I'm, I've made it in life. I'm successful and doing what I love to do for my job, would I love to do it better and get paid a lot more and work with even like bigger, better people in life, you know, that are respected and people would give me that like, hey, you made it kind of feeling not just for myself, but I feel like I've made it now. You know, success is what you feel makes you happy and that's different to everybody. So I feel like money has nothing to do with it because success, it all comes together. Fame, success, money, it's all kind of like together in the ocean, you know, with you following before or after. So it's kind of like focus on being happy and then you'll feel like, yeah, I made it. Money will help you pay your bills, right? I always like to say that, but I don't focus on money in life ever because once I do, then it becomes like more calculated and things like that, you know? My business of my magazine is where I make my money and my acting is more for my passion, but I'm doing it so much that it is my full-time lifestyle now. So from your experience working in the film industry, whether it's here in Alberta or over in BC, what would you say that experience has been like, especially since Alberta, it's had a few major filming shoots, but it's not like Vancouver or Toronto where projects are being filmed there all the time. That poses a big question. I'm heavily into the Calgary and Vancouver film industry market, and I see from all sides the people that are doing films, the people that are trying to make the money for the films, the people in the films, the crew. And, you know, Calgary, I always try to stand up for Calgary because it's, you know, where I've been since I was in Ontario first when I came to Canada and then came to Calgary um, when I was like six. 
So I just feel kind of like I have an allegiance to the industry here because I really adore Ampia. I really adore Bill Evans, who's executive director of it, Luke Azevedo, you know, all the big people who are running the industry here are trying their best. I feel like it'd be great if there was a lot more projects to come because the projects that do come, like The Revenant, like, oh, there's so many, you guys. Even Ghostbusters is coming out that was filmed in Drumheller. And I just feel kind of like there needs to be more. But I think the weather has a huge thing to do. Our cap of our percentage that people make when they do film here that they get back, that has an, an impact. The government, I feel like, oh, come on, guys. Give us more funding for this province. But I feel like the difference is anywhere. It's you. Your industry, how you do in life is really up to you. You know, there's fewer projects in Alberta for sure, but it's a rat race in Vancouver, right? Where you have to have all those credentials. You have to have all the profiles you need, an amazing reel. It's harder to make it in a bigger city. So I've always enjoyed being like a little fish in a pond, you know, and feeling like, you know, I know where I can get to in the end and all that stuff. But I've been venturing, yeah, to BC to work with people out there uh, in the last few years. But the difference is just hard, you know, for somebody like me, I am foreign. So there's, you know, I faced a lot of racism. I don't fit the mold of what people need. I'm always trying to help others along my journey, not just focus on myself. That always kind of distracts me and takes me away from that. But I just love being a connector because I know that, you know, this might sound cheesy, but, you know, God and Jesus, you know, he was the first kind of rock star that went around helping people as he could and spreading good light. So I'm trying to do that with film and like get people to want to be an artist and bring that out in them. It's just like a whole lifestyle that I'm living, you guys, that most people don't realize. What have been some of your favorite film projects to work on? Oh, that's such a good one. Recently, I got to work on The Gray Man by um, Ian Lister, shot it. He works with 775, which has like a whole bunch of Rosie Award nominations. So I wish him the best of luck. And Berkeley Brady, she is an amazing female director that actually went to school at Columbia University for film and directing I think and don't quote me on that one though but uh yeah for film and we just worked on a horror short with them called The Gray Man and my best friend and cover star Jordan Gooden got to be in it with me as the scary gray man and I'm the lead and I'm kind of solo within the whole thing so that's been like the most recent and I'm so excited and proud to have worked with David Bond who produced that and he's out of Edmonton and I've worked on Go Fish, which was on Amazon Prime and Shaw TV. That was my first project in 2012, 2013. And that started it all for me because my girlfriend, Zuli Alnahas, wanted to do something for the industry. And we cooked it up and everyone thought we were crazy. But it was my life and it's what started it all. And then I've worked on Crave TV, Sex, Lies, and Murder that will be out. I've been like background on a lot of things like commercials, the Alberta government with Riley B. And yeah, it's an Alberta government commercial will be coming out soon. So hopefully that'll be on TV for people to see. But, you know, if you look at my IMBD list, you know, there's like, I have over 40 titles that I've been seen in, helped in, makeup, acting. So I've done a few things. And how much would you say that's been able to support your lifestyle? 
Well, it does. It is everything. I work within the budget that I always have. Make the money that I make, you know, with my magazine is substantial when I'm doing selling ads. It's a very costly, you know, I'm solo doing the whole magazine financially. So, you know, I work all year to pay for putting out the magazine and my business support others. So it's kind of like, you know, people say to me, wow, you're doing so well. It's like, yeah, everything I make though, I put back into my business to help others just because I'm trying to help the industry grow here. So like people like me don't actually have to move and leave because I want to be able to stay in Alberta. I do enjoy like people that I know here, but I do want to move forward in my career as well. What has working in the film industry been like in the middle of this pandemic? Well, lacking, you know, like the big projects that have been coming to town, Winona Earp, Black Summer, there's Pipe Nation is filming right now and Sundry, but hopefully I would love to be a part of that project, but I got to still chat to them and see what they're up to. Like I said before, not enough projects happening in town or whatnot, but it's hard lifestyle of trying to get the gig, make the connection, get your agent to get you on, do the audition. There's a lot of prep work in between. So during COVID time, I've been doing quite a few auditions just by trying to submit myself or my agent's been submitting me, Carla Brown from Book It and Platinum Talent in Alberta. And I have, you know, a few other agents that are in different areas of Canada, one in Toronto and one in Kelowna. And we just kind of, you know, everybody in my life trying to help me out and get me auditions and get me there, you know, (laughs) and I was like trying to help them all back at the same time with my magazine. And uh, it's been very busy. You know, I did go to Vancouver recently on a press tour with Jordan Gooden for his cover that we're putting out very soon to Chapters and it was out digitally. We had so much fun being on Christine Blanchett's uh, national talk show, Run With It. It just aired yesterday on the radio and TV, and it's still airing this week in Vancouver and on TELUS TV. And I've been very busy, like surprisingly, because, you know, mental health and being depressed is a thing for me where I feel like when I'm not creating, I'm very sad and I like people. So I've made sure that I've kept busy this whole time. No, I have not been making pretty much a dime during this COVID time because it's hard for everybody. But I said, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing my career the way I can do it. You know, offering my services for free for people a lot of the time. But I feel kind of like it builds my reel. It builds helping the community. And, you know, I only really work with people that I truly know as well, especially for film. I build that relationship with them. And that takes time. So I've been doing that kind of building relationship with people during COVID. But I have also gone to BC, safe COVID distancing and stuff when I was there as much as possible. And I'm fine. But yeah, I've been very busy. There's a lot going on here. Has there been anything else that's been happening with you in the middle of this pandemic season that's been beneficial to your life? Yes. You know, I'm sure just like you, you know, you're evaluating your life, you know, as we all have been and being alone a lot during the COVID time, I I felt like, you know, a piece was missing and I'd been away from thinking about God for a long time, actually, like not that long. He's always with me, right? I've always taken him into my heart and he's with me always since I'm like three years old, four years old. But 
during that time, I just felt like I wanted something more and missing. And people who know me know that I'm always like upset because I never found my family in Romania. And so I just was having dreams and having thoughts and being sad and kind of depressed and crying a lot and thinking, what can I do to change my life? You know, like maybe my career is moving forward and I'm meeting good people finally in my life, like Berkeley <laughs> and Christine and Nash Productions and stuff. But it's, you know, everyone needs family and roots and to feel like, you know, loving the right people and putting your energy to the right people that love you naturally. And I love my family in Canada as well, but I'm doing my own thing here, you know. And so recently I found my family in Romania off Facebook. How did that happen? That stemmed from feeling the way I was feeling, uh, working on a project. February's dog kind of got me thinking about what can I do for my mental health? Because that's the premise of the show that starring Quinn Teachman and Paul J. Schnook created that and did a lot of cons market prep. And we were at cons market this year and doing that during COVID as well for four days. And then after all that, I just felt like I'm so happy in my career, but I'm not happy in my personal life. So I just stemmed, you know, and reached out to my adopted dad and said, like, I really want to find my family. And they were kind of like, well, good luck if you'll find them. Who knows? They're not really involved in that process at all. But they've told me the name of my mom, Garfita Mateus. Vasile, my dad, who's not with us anymore, and he's been up in heaven. When I found out that he was gone the same year that my brother in Canada was born, I thought, wow, that's like God gave me a brother the same year that my dad died. Because, like, you know, the energy of somebody dying can still affect you even so far away. And still to this day, like, I'm very connected now to my birth mother and all of my relatives. There's about like 200 of them in Romania. It's unbelievable. It's a huge family. So uh, I'm going there to meet them, you know, meet them, build with them. I'll be with them in life forever now. They're like a part of me and they're all Christian loving people. They're Orthodox actually. So they're very, very religious. And that's why my mom had so many kids, you know, they don't have birth control in Romania at the time in the 90s and 2000s or whatever, like their culture just doesn't do that. So there's a huge family. So finding my family has been like a huge thing for everyone seeing on social media. It's changed me as a person. I'm like back in good standing with the Lord. I feel like so happy from him and felt like it was a curse for so long ago for being separated forever. What reason being sick and needed to be saved as a kid, like literally. But I just felt like, oh man, all that time I miss with my family, but we're trying to make it up with each other now and I'm so glad that I've had a lot of good people in my life to support to be happy for me. Do you know why you were given up for adoption in the first place? Yeah, you know, we went through all of that. You know, my my sister kind of speaks for my mom a lot because she only speaks Romanian. She told me that, yeah, I was very sick as a kid and I was dying and I still have a stomach issue and you know, health issues of sorts. And I had learning disabilities as a kid. I'm okay now, you know, but maybe my spelling isn't very good <laughs> sometimes, guys. <laughs> but they told me I was so sick. And then when my adopted dad had come to Romania in the 90s, because all that story, he was a journalist and came and found me just 
through the grace of God, you know, people directing him to the town where I was at. And then they said, take her, you know, she needs to be saved, but she's okay. You can like heal her and she'll be fine. So it was through, you know, being sick. And at the time they didn't have money and all this stuff. It was Romania, right? It's a hard lifestyle still even there, I think. For Canadian people, it's a very different lifestyle they live. But they all live together still. Like the whole family. I was the only one adopted at the time and it was very traumatic for them. And it still is traumatic. Uh, it's very emotional, um, very vulnerable uh, state these days because of that. But I've landed about four roles in a month since I've met them. So like everything's coming together with my art because of my confidence level, I feel too. <laughs> everything's doing well. I just wish that I could see people more and work more because of this COVID time. And I wasn't able to like go and see them last month actually due to that because of the safety precautions of being able to travel to a different country. But I'm, uh, things are opening now for that or something. So I am going to meet them soon. How soon? You know, in a few weeks, they had asked me to come home for a specific like baptism for one of the babies. So that's happening like, you know, late September. Cool. What does it mean for you to be a Romanian and a Canadian? Like, how do you reconcile those two pieces of heritage in your life? Well, I'm always the oddball out. You know, like I've always been kind of different because of maybe being adopted and having these like uh, social issues or something of wanting to like be family with everybody I meet. And if I like somebody or connect with them, I take them to my heart forever. And that's very evidential with my magazine. I have the same kind of people within like four or five issues. So I'm very loyal and I love the people I love. But being Canadian and being adopted, like I've never not had my feeling of being Romanian, who I truly am inside, you know, I'm adopted. So it's like, yes, like, not that my family was Canadian, and then I came here or something. It was that I was adopted. So I'm always Romanian. And I've always been vocal about that and shared that in every piece of media I've ever done. And I'm proud of it, you know, like it's not like the best, most rich country in life where life is easy for everybody and people aren't poor in some places. Sadly, that's a thing, you know, and there's issues there as well, like sex trafficking that I have a horrible issue with. It's a global talk right now. And that happens in, in that country. And my family's not involved in this, but I know friends of mine who are, and I just, it's a whole lifestyle that's very different there. So being Canadian means I'm safe, you know? It means that uh, I got to grow up with healthcare and be able to like survive life, even though I was very sick from my stomach issue that I still have things with to this day. But being Canadian, I've just always been trying to fit in, you know? But it's amalgamation of cultures always. I love that about Canada. And without Canada, I wouldn't be alive. So I'm so happy to be Canadian and, and here with everybody and live this lifestyle, being able to be an artist and have a lot of freedom. But, you know, for sure, my heart is in Romania, though. That's who I am, for sure. What do you realistically speculate about the future in your life in regards to the future of the film industry here in Alberta and uh, the future of your time with your family and how you're going to go deeper in your relationship with God? First to start praying more and to really think about it and to internalize that we are not 
alone. And sometimes, yeah, I feel alone because I'm like ripped away in life, whatever reason it was, however positive or negative it was to be here. I still feel like very alone because I'm not with people that are my blood or around me that are like, like me and understand me and just like love me anyway, even if I'm like an idiot half the time. But I know that like, God is always with us, but sometimes I forget to put that in my brain where I'm feeling, oh, I'm alone and there's no one that cares about me. Yes, there is. Every day you have to make sure you build that relationship with Jesus and talk to them and pray to them and know that in any situation you can ask them and mentally not be alone as well. That's the biggest thing about religion for me is like everyone has certain things that they believe, lifestyles, traditions prayers that they have to do how are you gonna get into heaven you know everyone like says this stuff right we want our eternal soul to make it to the next level because we all know eternally especially people who are religious that this isn't just it this is like the first level of a video game if you want to say it like that that they're watching god's watching all the souls that we've lost our family are watching they're watching us what we're doing and what we're going through and when I am going through my tough times to God and, you know, Alan Stickle and Garrick Winston and my dad, Vasily, like all those people, like now I'm thinking always every day, okay, guys, you're with me today. Like, protect me. Like, hope everything's good. Like, miss you. Love you. Hopefully, you know, I don't embarrass myself in front of you guys today. Like, I don't, you know, you want to think, you know, like when you text somebody every day, hey, Hannah, how are you doing? What's up? Oh, and you think about them. You should think of God that way when you wake up, I think. So that's what I'm going to try to do to further my relationship with him. I have a meeting, friend lunch with a few gals who are devoted Christians. And they invited me for lunch just tomorrow, actually. I thought it was today. It was the whole thing. But, you know, going to maybe church again. And, you know, I used to go to St. Paul's in the south of Calgary always. It's like my church still, everyone still knows me there, but I haven't gone for a while because I'm so busy. But it's kind of like trying to make a relationship with yourself and God is like the most important to be happy. So anyway, that's the, the part for how I feel about my soul and doing things that make me feel good for that. And then the film industry... More filmmakers need to do it cheaply and put it out. You know, we need more filmmakers in order to keep the industry going. I hope that, you know, we get more funding down the road from the government. I think people shouldn't give up on Alberta, but, you know, there's the projects that are here. Try to get on them and try to be in the industry as much as you can or create your own content, you guys. And then for my family, you know, I'm going to go there and build my relation with them. I'm going to hug them. I'm going to cry. I'm going to learn from them. I'm going to take video. I'm going to be documenting my whole journey doing that and hopefully put out a documentary for you guys because it's going to be a crazy ride and I want to share it with everybody and uh, just be vulnerable always and be authentic to who I am now because now I'm a found adopted kid you know it's kind of like I have a different narrative in life now my whole life has changed like I had gave birth to a family you know it's it's been quite the ride you guys so I feel very lucky to be who I am and to be where I am and hopefully I'm inspiring others to live their best life too in regards to your family 
It sounds like you have a bright future ahead of you with Alberta. There are certain things I'm hopeful about, but right now it's still kind of a mess. And in regards to your spiritual journey, I hope the meal with your friends goes well tomorrow. And I hope that you're able to get plugged into a community, maybe even start reading the Bible a little more often. You know, I have to read the Bible. I like as a kid, you read it a bit, but I haven't even, I just said that to my friend Tina the other day. I said, Tina, I need to start reading the Bible. Like being a Christian and you haven't even read the Bible, like to know the stories and like the overall feeling of what message it is. I feel like as a kid, when you go to church every, every Sunday, you know, kind of, as you go through all those stories, but I think, yeah, I will read the Bible again. I think it could be a good read. Definitely. Definitely worth trying out. (laughs) One last question before we wrap things up. Is there anything that you want to plug given how you have been consistently promoting yourself and your projects throughout this entire episode? Is there anything else that you want to (laughs) reiterate or mention something that you haven't mentioned before yet? Well, you have to market yourself, you guys, you know, and as for your own uh, venture of what you're doing with your podcast and with going back to school, you know, looking into government grants, the Alberta Council for the Arts is somewhere to go because we need help and you can't do all this by yourself, you guys, but you do need to market yourself and get yourself out there and share your story and your message so people can connect with you. So I always say, don't be scared, guys, to share who you are, because who we are is beautiful and everybody is different. And don't give up on your dream ever, because if I can find my family after 30 years and not thinking I can do it and then doing it, like, then what what does that say? You know, God is good because he will give you what you can handle in life. And maybe you didn't know you can handle all this crazy stuff, but, you know, he will give you the life that he thinks that you should experience, the good and the bad. So guys, just be positive and know that, you know, every day you wake up that it's your life. Okay. See you guys. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been Because We're Not the Same, a podcast hosted, produced, and edited by Nathan Raymond Ray with special guest Jill Maria. To listen to more episodes, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Verbal, iHeartRadio, or Podbean. You can also visit our Facebook page or our website, bwntscast.wordpress.com. If you're interested in coming on the show as a guest, feel free to reach out to us, and we'll see about having you on. Thank you for listening.